0: Hello, hello, I'm Justin,
1: I'm Allison,
0: and this is episode 121 of Robots on Typewriters.
1: One,
0: two, one, two, no, oh, you're you testing the levels or <laughs> no, okay, great. One, two, one of Robots on Typewriters. What is Robots on Typewriters?
1: I don't I'm know. I'm glad
0: I asked. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're excited too, though. <laughs> We, Robots on please. Typewriters is a podcast all about I'm
1: the baby boy.
0: Oh no, it's not all about the baby boy. It's all about Robots me, on baby. Typewriters is a podcast <laughs> all about computational creativity, computers, algorithms, machine learning, artificial intelligence, random number generators, not so random number generators. I don't know what well. that means.
1: <laughs> Just a, a machine that counts.
0: <laughs> Calculators, we call them <laughs> Not so random number generators We use uh, those
1: all the time on the show We,
0: uh, Yeah, we, I think we do behind the scenes you That's know?
1: probably true Don't we, even realize of, it
0: A lot of math takes place in the world of uh, computers uh, But computational creativity isn't just those things It's those things being used for creative ends Having art, music, design Influenced by computation, or even sometimes trying to coax art out of those computers. Mm. On this show, we have two segments. The first of which is the Zesty Hat. It is named by a random word generator. I almost said random na- number generator. <laughs> uh, and in the Zesty Hat, this we is highlight. Our
1: segment 5 7.
0: <laughs> our sponsor this week is 21. <laughs> That's, uh, you think Sesame Street was the first show about computational creativity?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they used random number generators. To, uh,
0: uh, bye. Bye. Uh, the first segment is The Zesty Hat, named by a random name generator. It is a segment where we highlight some computational creativity from around the web. In our second segment, The Trashy Toy, also named by a random name generator, we play a game of our own creation using the computational tools we feature right here on this show. This time it's my turn to don the zesty hat, and I have a a mini update hat and a big hat. Ooh. The first mini hat is appropriately from the Twitter account MiniMax AIR. Mini, yeah, why why did that trip me up? <laughs> MiniMaxIR <laughs> MaxWolf one of our favorite uh, computational creators, a data scientist for BuzzFeed, and the person who made both uh, GPT-2 Simple and AI TextGen, tools we use a ton. Uh, Maxwell put out an update. You may have realized that lately we haven't been using AI TextGen at all, even after that was like the new hotness of how to interact with GPT-2. And that's because GPT-2... AI TextGen has sort of been uh, in a state of limbo with GPT 3 coming out. And Max Wolf just put out an update on Twitter a couple of days ago, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, depending on when you listen. Maybe a couple of years ago. I don't maybe, know you,
1: maybe decades ago.
0: Yeah, maybe we're on GPT 6 now, and you're like, come on, Grandpa, quit harping <laughs> on GPT 2.
1: Listen, it was big back in our day.
0: Oh, uh, man, an innocent time. Max Wolf says that. GPT-3 going to a paid model, as we've talked about on this show, and then uh, being purchased by Microsoft and the instability with that, at first led Max to believe that GPT-3 might make AI textgen obsolete, that he would just uh, tell people, you know, if you want to go interact with OpenAI's large language models, just get an API key and do it yourself because you can do it directly. In fact, the opposite sort of happened. GPT-3's paid model made it infeasible for projects like AI TextGen to freely operate for people to just come in, do their own monkeying around, and you know, use an easy, uh, an easy API like Max Wolf's programs to, to go in and interact. So GPT-3 currently has AI TextGen on the shelf. Um, he says... OpenAI's approach to AI text generation validates the market, but it also validates the need for a true open source alternative. Um, And what's that open source alternative going to look like? Well, he says the main goal of AI text gen now is just to get it into a good state so it makes makes it more performant for training and generation so others can work on it easier. He says he also has another crazy idea with AI text gen that OpenAI has definitely not considered. But right now, that's a secret.
1: That is um, so tantalizing.
0: Yeah, I, I am so excited by whatever <laughs> that could mean. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in Max Wolf's projects, um, if you're interested in like coding in general, you don't really know much about it, or you know a little, but you're you're not a huge expert. Max Wolf does have a uh, like a Patreon and does like live streams of like coding projects he does. Um, where he'll, you know, walk you through what he's doing, why he's doing it, what it seeks to achieve. Um, so yeah, you can follow along like as this sort of secret plays out. Um, he says he's working in a couple of other programs right now to figure out, you know, just how to make things more smooth for AI text gen. But that kind of answers a question we've had for a while kind of behind the scenes of what's going on with AI text gen. Um, and it's, yeah, infinitely exciting to know there's a crazy AI text gen idea in the works.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say there's like a crazy old scientist, a.k.a. Max Wolf. Yeah,
0: there's a crazy data scientist slaving away behind a keyboard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, looking forward to what all that could mean.
1: Behind every good keyboard is a great data scientist.
0: <laughs> Even you, the listener, <laughs> you are a great data scientist. <laughs> I know it. I just know it. Uh, my other hat. I wanted to get in on this. I'm a little late. I was kind of on time on Twitter, uh, but this <laughs> was about a month ago now. A paper was published in Nature called Tracking Historical Changes in Trustworthiness Using Machine Learning Analysis mm. of Facial Cues in Paintings. Mm. Uh Nature is kind of like the premier science publication. Um, People, you know, across just about any scientific field would pretty much kill to get something published in Nature. And this paper was published by a few computer scientists or possibly cognitive neuroscientists that like computers from PSL Research University in France.
1: Pumpkin Spice Latte.
0: Yeah, Pumpkin Spice Latte Research University in France. And they claimed that Using machine learning analysis of a whole slew of paintings, a large data set of paintings between 1500 uh, to 2000, the years, like over those five centuries, they could uh, model the increase of trustworthiness over time and the extent to which it correlated with increased democratic values and increased prosperity. And that sounds really cool. That sounds like the sort of thing, you know, we would be into, um... Using machine learning on art, uh, mm-hmm. using machine learning for like social science, um, but it kind of went the other way. This kind of became, mm. it, it kind of got dunked on on Twitter in a big way. Um, I'm gonna sample heavily from Sonia's Twitter thread. Yet underscore so underscore far. Um, Sonia, I it seems to be like a Twitter mathematician and like a, an academic who's good at dunking on people who uh have papers that are not very socially aware like this one (laughs) um so this was an excellent twitter thread uh in which he tears apart the paper um saying that they start with a an assumption that trustworthiness was kind of not the natural state before 1500 and then it started to rise and that violence uh decreased sharply that things just Got a lot better in Europe in general <laughs> from fifteen hundred to two thousand. can I just um, ask
1: before you continue just yeah like uh, so trustworthiness of a person that is um it, like pictured in this art is is what we're talking about and measuring
0: yes we're okay. well that's what we're measuring uh okay. what we're talking about according to the authors is how much people trust one another, so you've okay. already. You've already discovered something that Sonia, myself, uh, many (laughs) Twitter dunkers discovered, but not the authors or the editors at (laughs) Nature, apparently. Okay. Um, And that's yeah. Are we are we using what paintings looked like as a one for one measure of social trust? Um, Are the people pictured in paintings a good representation of people in general? Would you Um,
1: trust the Mona Lisa to watch your children?
0: She's doing it right now. Oh, oh God! (laughs) Whether you want her to or not. Oh no! Her eyes follow your children across the room, out of the room, all the way back on their flight home. Wow. Anyway, this this was not meant to be alternate reality horror about the Mona Lisa. (laughs) Uh, No, yeah. So good point that yeah we're we're using what paintings look like as a measure of people's trust in europe uh but we also are kind of looking at the increase in trust in europe as how it correlates to like prosperity in europe as measured by gdp increasing um but some other funny stuff was happening between 1500 to 2000 in europe that uh while violence within europe may have decreased and while social capital or while uh monetary capital in europe increased it, it didn't just magically go up and the violence didn't just magically <laughs> go away it was exported um mm-hmm. yeah and the this paper doesn't really get into that it it more just talks about you know uh people got richer um countries got <laughs> richer it just it, happened <laughs> yeah it was so, so crazy yeah uh we we dodge how um how colonialism may have contributed to (laughs) both of those factors. We dodge how uh, wealth may not have been equally distributed and the people in the paintings may have indeed been rich and free of strife, but it may be because both the people, you know, groveling outside their piazzas and the people thousands of miles away on other continents were being exploited. Um, And this kind of leads... Ultimately, to the claim that this machine learning algorithm can look at a pa- look at a face and you know judge how trustworthy it is <laughs> based on you know what the eyebrows and mouth and nose look like, which is um, problematic because I would say yeah. a lot of the faces in European art between 1500 to 2000 are uh, biased in a way that other machine learning datasets are normally biased and that's that they're really white there's a lot of different kind of threads this twitter thread goes down to tear apart this paper um but it basically shows that you know if you get four uh i'm I'm gonna go ahead and call them like machine learning bros i'll (laughs) i'll cop to the fact that this was uh two men and two women that published this paper Mm -hmm. but they're machine learning bros Mm -hmm. um, as far as i'm concerned um When you have four machine learning bros trying to make claims about social development history and like art and art history, uh, you're probably going to have some pretty poor conclusions and some pretty poor assumptions along the way.
1: Yeah, I mean like it's wild to me that – I mean is it not – is it just because of like the people that like we're familiar familiar with and like the kind of circles that we follow of like – Aren't we not always talking about like the bias of the data that you put in is going to turn out biased results? Like, how is that not something that <laughs> they just didn't like dip yeah. their toes into? In no, this?
0: you're. I think that while the while the authors may have been, you know, aware sure. of that, um, I think it's like negligent of the nature. The ver- so Nature is a peer reviewed yeah. uh, journal, like anyone else in science. It, but it's negligent of the reviewers yeah. to to not harp on that, um, and it's it's kind of a failure. It's it's the same failure we're having again and again in machine learning and in, com- in computer science in general. That even if we're all aware of that bias, and we say, "Well, yeah, they have the same bias as everyone else," like that doesn't mean you could you should uh, <laughs> recommend papers for publication that <laughs> right. have those biases. Least of all right. in preeminent journals like Nature. Yeah. That's wild. Um, I'll also kind of note this This whole thing made me think more about our podcast and something I, uh, <laughs> I've i always liked about our podcast, and that's that while one of us, me, does have, like, a computer science-y background, uh, the other one, you, does not. Um, right. And I think that plays to our strengths, that we come at things from different angles, but I think it's uh, it's an indication of, like, what good computational creativity needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's why I always try to say in this show, like this is all the games and toys and tools and everything we talk about is for like everyone, whether or not you are a computer scientist, because like, you know, the future is very computer heavy. The future is going to be steeped in AI and machine learning and all that stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean other expertise is not needed, and in fact, it means that other expertise is, like, super needed.
1: Right, like, if we just trust these machine learning bros (laughs) with our machine learning, like, this paper is what what we're going to get.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt that, uh, if they had maybe a sociologist, an art historian, a historian, um maybe more other people from they seem to be from a psychology department so they probably could have walked down the hall and asked someone else there (laughs) right um they probably could have had a a much uh well maybe they would have had a better paper that didn't get published in nature um but they would have had a paper that probably didn't get uh roundly dunked on on twitter (laughs) and like laughed at as uh uh what does sonia call it the computational phrenology paper (laughs) Um, phrenology if you're not aware is the old study of feeling the shape of someone's head and using that as evidence of whether they were like you know greedy or untrustworthy or uh, intelligent or stupid or whatever like head shape being you know destiny
1: that is a very good term for that
0: yeah so if you want to read this paper don't instead (laughs) uh, go check out yet underscore so underscore far on twitter Sonia has a tweet thread about this um if you follow me on twitter uh i I never really say my twitter on here but no time like Mm -hmm. the present if you follow (laughs) justin hci uh go back through my tweets and replies a couple weeks ago i had a tweet uh recommending this to a colleague of like an example of awful data science
1: yeah i did just add your twitter to the to the show notes like two weeks ago for the first time.
0: Nine times out of ten, you won't want to hear what I have to say, so because <laughs> I'm
1: sp- spewing some bullshit. But every so often, when I say something. Yeah, most of the sad. time, I'm advocating
0: <laughs> for things like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, uh, weird, weird uh, vibe over there. No, very good hats. Um, I
0: also liked that since it's our last week of spooky season, it's a look at the dark side of computational creativity.
1: <laughs> that it is. Um, Speaking of the last week of Halloween, um, sad to see it coming to an end, but it's okay because next week Christmas starts and, uh, that's just very exciting too. Um, uh, we, we're going to be playing a final spooky game this, this Halloween month. Do you know, you even, you, I think you accident. I don't know if you did it on purpose or not, but your toys were spooky both your Halloween weeks too and we've done a full month of halloween toys. Did you intend for Last that? Last week's or? toy
0: was just randomly spooky. AI Dungeon does what AI Dungeon oh, does.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah.
0: Wait, my well, other toy was the Bananagrams game wasn't. Yeah, it?
1: it was it was like a it was like a escape from the it, the whole oh, thing yeah. was escape from I the think Haunted grocery store. that was intentionally
0: spooky, yeah.
1: <laughs> um so yeah, this has been a, a lovely time of some spooky um spooky games, and we're gonna wrap it up with with another one. Um, and it's uh, it's a spooky twist on another of our favorite games. that's kind of been my your your games this month have been AI dungeon. mine have been uh, spooky versions of games we love to play. Um, and this that's one um, do we have a name for this that's not just the laws from Balderdash and have we had this exact same <laughs> conversation on air? Yes,
0: we need the a second good name question. For this one is probably what I say every time. yeah. Uh.
1: To, uh, AI mm-hmm.
0: Nope. Botnik.
1: <laughs> AI. Nope. No, no, not that. <laughs> Scratch that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> law. I don't know.
1: Law. <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah, it's just it's called, called Law. Law.
1: Um, yeah, it's uh we're gonna be um we're gonna be playing uh the the law game. <laughs> um where uh we have um a botanic keyboard loaded up with the uh, city code of the town that we grew up in, and um we one of us writes the beginning of a of a law, and the second person uh, ends it um, and, ends it uh, all ends it all and this came from um a piece of a game that was recommended to us by a listener way back in the day. Uh, it was a piece of balderdash, but we just love the laws so much that we just play with those more often than not um but this week I've added a spooky twist to the Laws of Linwood and that is I've added my set of spooky lyrics that we um have used for other stuff before to the same um there so it's one botanic keyboard operating off of the the laws and spooky lyrics so it's a bunch of stuff mixed together and we're just going to we're going to write some laws here and and kind of delve into what exactly they mean. And my my thought for this is like I don't know if it's more like this, these are like the laws in like Halloween Town, or if it's like these are the the you know these are Linwood's laws during the Halloween times. Um, because I think it's one and codes. the same. I don't think oh, there's okay. a difference between. Okay, you're those right. Two we things. did grow up in Halloween Town. Yeah, it, we um, yeah, it, that, Halloween Town
0: that. High, class of 2013.
1: Yes, yeah, that was us. I totally forgot about that. I don't know how I could forget. It's kind of it's what made me who I am. But yeah, um. <laughs> uh i've got I've got a bunch um kind of ready to go here, so Ooh, if you, you've got I some can, starters I do yeah, um so I can start if you want or if you've got something
0: I have a ready. starter ready to go, so go if you throw on, me a then. starter, I'll throw go. you one, and we can both write
1: Perfect. a graveyard in accordance with the act of Halloween shall be
0: all right, do you want a starter as well so you can sure write?
1: yes, perfect.
0: Thin shrouded ghouls are not to exceed.
1: (laughs) Okay, I've got mine. All right. Thin shrouded ghouls are not to exceed two inches of nails on the fingers. So they gotta keep them cut short. This is a dress code kind of situation.
0: Yeah, we had a big problem.
1: Yeah, to keep
0: up. Thin shrouded ghouls, thin shrouded ghouls just wandering around town. With these gross long fingernails, like yeah. catching them on things.
1: And that's the know. thing. Yeah, the, I mean, they, you can see them poking out from under that thin shroud. And they, they yeah, they poke right through is really the problem. And they thick shrouded ghouls don't have as much of an issue. They, they you know, they have more of a, um, their shroud is a little bit more durable to those sharp, sharp nails.
0: I like big ghouls, itty bitty ghouls. <laughs> Inner city ghouls. ghouls. Mississippi mm-hmm. ghouls. <laughs> yeah get your nails clipped
1: <laughs> please it's the law
0: um all right i have an answer for uh your graveyards could you give all me right. the intro again
1: yeah that would be a graveyard in accordance with the act of halloween shall be
0: a graveyard in accordance with the act of halloween shall be long for any person to socialize but not creepy or awful
1: Oh, I love that's. It's just the 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 law of rural cemeteries. Make it a place people would want to hang out.
0: Yeah, (laughs) make it make it long, like so people can hang out, but like you know, be in their own little groups, have some privacy, and don't make it creepy or awful. Like no dead bodies, uh, no,
1: (laughs) no dead bodies anywhere on the premises.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those graveyards are just creepy. No, none of those weird headstones. Uh, maybe like oh, a fountain, a place okay. to walk your dog.
1: Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you can do all these things with the tombstones. Also, you just have to make the tombstones not creepy. This is honestly, this is like this is kind of a, an issue. Like, keep them up. Like, you know, make sure that they are well manicured and um, you know, take care of those gravestones. Uh, we don't want any unmarked graves. That's just sad. Yeah. I have a lot of feelings about a graveyard.
0: I think that's what keeps it from being awful. What keeps it from being creepy?
1: Um, I think that's a mental state thing. Gravestones don't have to be creepy if you don't think they are.
0: I think just like plenty of uh like outdoor soft lighting would help keep a graveyard from being creepy.
1: Okay. Or like stadium lighting. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know about st- a stadium lighting would make it not creepy, but it would also yeah, make it not it very also, pleasant.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't have a great vibe. Um, so when you say so, like you mean like street lamps, like like yeah. you know nice fancy orange like street, lamps.
0: street lamps.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: But plenty yeah, of them. Like, nice. don't have those weird like you know how between two street lamps, if there's like the weird overlapping shadow, you're sure you hmm. think you see something. No, plenty yeah, of lights. No.
1: They're like perfectly placed. Yeah. More yeah, than yeah, you yeah. think you
0: need. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and I think fountain's great idea.
0: Beautiful. You want to both hit each other with intruders again?
1: Yeah, uh, my next one is so this one isn't spooky in the upstart, but I it I require it to become spooky. Um, the guests of the public libraries are required to.
0: Uh, here's a start for you. Okay. Scary grinning ghouls from the city may no scary grinning ghosts from the city may i wouldn't want to conflate a ghoul and a ghost
1: yeah no they're very different um okay uh scary grinning ghosts from the city may incur a fine for stopping by the local chapter of the slimy gang
0: oh who's the slimy gang
1: i mean you you must have one in your city i know i mean we grew up around it um but you must have a really big chapter in dublin right
0: um, if the slimy gang's what I think it is, uh, chief is constantly pulling their members off of uh no, stone walls.
1: Snails. She's pulling them off,
0: let them be. Nah, she doesn't disturb <laughs> no, she them in that takes way. just pictures, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, no, it is, yeah, it's the local snail, snail gang, uh, snails and slugs, uh, slimy, you know, the, slimy don't discriminate. Um, they do a big civic duty at least at least you know in our town they did and um scary grinning ghosts from the city they're not too fond mm. of um so it's a little antiquated of a law but yeah if they are you know if they show up to the chapter of the slimy gang they they may or may not leave with a fine with a hefty
0: yeah, fine yeah i think uh it is it is kind of outdated to yeah. specifically target scary grinning ghosts from the yeah. city um, we we kind of know yeah who they were going after with that one <laughs> inner city uh, ghosts yeah exactly uh, urban ghosts great <laughs> dog whistle city of Linwood yeah uh, but it is nice that the slimy gang has like enshrined protections for their rights
1: yeah that is good because you know they you know they they're another uh, you know long uh, uh, marginalized group in in a lot of places Linwood included so.
0: Escargonalized. Still, still need to workshop that one. That's a that's a slur. Yeah, I guess they probably don't like when you talk about eating them, huh? All right. uh, The guests of the public library are required to contact the headless bev. Oh, I knew this was a tongue twister. That's why I put it. (laughs) Are required to contact the headless beverage control officer in the same building. (laughs)
1: It's weird that yeah I uh, that was a a weird thing about the the town square in our town the public library shared a building with the beverage control office and that was it it was the combination well, I mean, library was, beverage control office
0: there was one liquor license distributed to the whole city so That's like true. Yeah. it made sense that they kind of just gave the one guy a desk at the library yeah,
1: yeah that but one it was weird guy. that guests
0: had to come talk to him all the time
1: <laughs> yeah well you, yeah he also you know he was one of those guys who was really civically involved. And so he also had a hand in the lawmaking, and he was just lonely. So he just, you know, made it, uh, made it official that you had to come talk to him if you pu- entered the public library. And it all, you know, you say that was weird, but the other weird thing about him was that he didn't have a head. I mean, like, it's not that
0: weird. Was and that I, weird? It's not
1: that. I yeah, I. Ugh. I know. I mean, like, I guess that's just what my parents used to say, but it's, you know, you're right. You're right. That was, yeah. I have lots of
0: headless friends.
1: (laughs) My best friend has no head. (laughs) He was a funny guy. guy You should have heard my parents the first time I brought home a headless girl.
0: (laughs) The the beverage control officer is a funny guy. He always, uh, you see him and he's like, who do you got to give head to for a stiff drink?
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why my parents didn't want me talking to him when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, it was very crude. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> um, I'm like, are you like imagining him in the like downstairs office in the Linwood Library? Because yeah. I am.
0: I Either there or since he's the beverage control office, just a tiny desk next to the water cooler.
1: <laughs> the little water cooler next to the children's section of course yeah, exactly
0: he hands you the little paper cone cup <laughs> oh love that uh you know when they change the water on that thing and it doesn't have like a water uh, jug up top then it is a headless beverage Ooh. control uh, officer
1: oh <laughs> wow all right um i've got one uh that i really like um old strange parks in addition to the spook service must advise and so i was thinking of these as two like public offices also these are two like divisions of the like forest service old strange parks and the spook service
0: okay yeah i got you i have hail to sarcophagus or face And you can you can tell us what the punishment is if you don't hail to sarcophagus.
1: That sounds like a night veil thing.
0: This whole thing has a very night veil energy of like (laughs) municipal like municipal (laughs) laws, but also Halloween.
1: It was the wording is hail to sarcophagus or face. Yes. That's it. Or face. Hail to either one. Pick your god.
0: (laughs) You more of a face guy or a sarcophagus (laughs) guy? (laughs)
1: I have a really simple answer. Um, I'm inclined to write more, but I kind of like it as is. Sarcophagus is a terrible word.
0: Yeah, I don't like the phagus.
1: Yeah, how can like it's like the just... only other word that sounds like esophagus? Like, why are they <laughs> like that? Well, so I've got um, hail to sarcophagus or face the moon.
0: Oh wait! Is the moon going to punish you, or is that like... going
1: to teach you what it learned in its moon jujitsu class?
0: Oh my god! The moon was in a moon jujitsu class. <laughs> god, I love that <laughs> Tumblr <too>.
1: post. <laughs> I think about it a lot. Um, yeah, no, the moon is the arbiter here. The moon is the uh, the and punisher here. It 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 will take uh, what consequence it sees fit. If you Do you have any uh,
0: any indication of what punishments the moon has handed out over time?
1: Oh, um, you know, uh, probably.
0: Also, you you reminded me, unfortunately, that Kanye West has rhymed sarcophagus with esophagus in a <laughs> oh, song.
1: Very bad. Have
0: you ever had sex with a pharaoh? Ah, put that pussy in a sarcophagus. Now she's claiming that I bruised her esophagus.
1: Oh, very bad. <laughs> Esophagus is like one of the worst words.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, when you have a line like that, you got to work it in. I guess. When trying to look up that exact uh, lyric to get it right, I googled pussy in the sarcophagus, <laughs> Good. Um, which led me to a Reddit post with that exact title on R. Kanye, where someone says, in all seriousness, last night I had to put my cat down. He was my best friend for thirteen years, <laughs> blah blah blah. That
1: was very good. Hold on. I've almost got um
0: A moon punishment?
1: Yeah, I have I have a list of, of a couple of Of moon, moon jujitsu moves. <laughs> moon jujitsu
0: moves. If you're not familiar, uh dear listener, we're both referring to a great Tumblr post that says Fly me to the moon. I'm gonna kick its fucking ass. I'm gonna show it what I learned in my moon jujitsu class.
1: That was beautiful. Thanks. Um, punishments include helicopters, snake lifts, and blood colada.
0: Blood colada.
1: <laughs> Somewhere we'll drink a blood colada at Trader Vic's. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I have to wear compression socks whenever I fly so I don't get a blood colada.
1: <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. So th- this is the moon. Uh, you know, it, it it uh its punishments are are fanciful and uh sometimes they involve helicopters, sometimes snake lifts, which is exactly what it sounds. You got to lay on the ground and lift a snake. A lot of times
0: It's like a bench press.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Um and uh blood is not pleasant. Unless you're a vampire. Then it's like oh, my your favorite cocktail.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, would you if you were a vampire, would you go like what mixer would, what would you go you with, use, with blood? Yeah,
1: what would blood like um be in your cocktail spread? Is it a, I feel like a blood uh, and
0: coke works.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like, ooh, you could make a um a blood negroni. That would be
0: Yeah. Well it might absolutely. be a little
1: too um too red. I eh, just put a drop in, just a little bit. Yeah. It's just a just a tad of a taste. I feel um,
0: like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot you could do with blood as a vampire.
1: Yeah, probably is. There's no excuse right. to be an uncreative vampire. Yeah.
0: No more just drinking blood straight, you savage. Yeah. yeah. Uh I think you have a blood. Addiction if you're just yeah. drinking it straight from the bottle. Oh, yeah. The bottle being a person's neck.
1: Tonight, drink it straight from the bottle.
0: That is a Halloween song. It is. Well, maybe not that <laughs> what? one. What? They don't mention blood. Old Strange Parks, in addition to the spook service, must advise invisible hounds within 15 days of any change of wind.
1: Mmm. Oh, So, you yeah. know how
0: sometimes when the wind changes, yeah. dogs will start barking?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh
0: this is so it's easy enough, you know, dog owners will calm their own dog down, sure. get him to, you know, come inside or whatever. Uh but invisible hounds, they're they're just they they're could be there. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So someone needs to calm them down, and that yeah. responsibility falls to old strange parks in addition mm-hmm. to the spook service.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I can understand because a lot of them probably take up residence in old strange parks, but what does the spook service have to do? I mean I mean
0: since uh since invisible hounds fall under the broader category of spook, ghosty, okay. ghouly, yeah, uh, monsters who are unruly, isn't there a third thing?
1: <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can see how you usually you would think that um invisible hounds would or like that just whole concern in general, it would be more you would think it would be more a um kind of like a I don't want to say fantastic beasts but I can't think of another uh you know magical creatures but I guess yeah they just it gets wedged in there to spook services sometimes Actually, exactly, I think that's a weird yeah. thing about our town. And in a lot of other towns, that would be a magical creature's concern. But for some reason in Linwood, it was always under the spook service.
0: Yeah, we don't have necessarily a magical creature's True. department. That's why yeah. Old Strange Parks has to work together with the spook that makes, service. Yeah,
1: that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's the closest we have. It's a small right. town.
1: Yeah. It's like the, yeah, magical creatures. If you ever see those cars driving through, they're like from, L- or from Northfield or Somers Point or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh all right. I I I do want to hear this. Um scary spiders are hereby defined as
0: And my starter for you is Wolfman the 5th shall not be permitted to It might just be Wolfman V.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Tell me about Wolfman.
1: Yeah, Wolfman the 5th should not be permitted to terrorize cats, jamborees, or friends of the pumpkin patch.
0: Uh he's Always uh, disrupting all the good jamborees in town. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have a lot yeah. of them.
1: We do have a lot of jamborees, and um, Wolfman the Fifth is—you know—you don't. It's not too often that there's a specific law that targets a specific individual, um, but that's just should speak to what a problem is. Wolfman the Fifth was for jamborees.
0: Yeah, we didn't. They didn't even think that like no one shall disturb jamborees because like everyone knew nobody else would. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sometimes, you know, the norm is what keeps everyone in check. And if someone's violating that norm, maybe just punish that person.
1: Yeah, publicly in the in the city code. Yeah,
0: there was a big, yeah, everyone uh, gathered around City Hall when that law was like stamped.
1: Yeah. And that's they the thing, laws. like- yeah (laughs) yeah every single one everybody gathers around city hall and they publicly stamp it um I yeah and i mean like yeah so so he's not just a big problem for the jamborees it's the cats and the pumpkin patch too i mean he had you know and the thing is he wouldn't bother anybody else it was just those three things which is just really confusing and, and nobody could really understand his whole game but it had to be done
0: yeah, who are the friends of the pumpkin patch?
1: The friends of the pumpkin patch. Um, you know that's like the um the kind of board that that keeps it that does all the upkeep and and whatnot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there is literally I I the board who takes care of the cemetery in Harrisonburg are called the Friends of Woodbine Cemetery, which is I think what I'm thinking of. But yeah, they just they just do they do the stuff that has to be done. You
0: know? Yeah, I mean. People don't realize that, you know, you have this nice pumpkin patch on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Someone had to plant that back in March.
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's a year round commitment. Um, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll let me tell you about scary spiders. Please. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different types. So scary uh. spiders are hereby defined as obscene, uh, smoking, oh, whistling, restless, spurned, or even fat
1: oh okay okay so these are all the things that could be cat like if you see a spider within that any of these things apply to it could be categorized as scary
0: yeah so Uh if you contact uh just the regular like parks department they can help you deal with a regular spider right a scary spider falls under old strange parks
1: i see yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like i got got this creepy
0: spider here all right is he smoking
1: (laughs) is he smoking
0: Somebody stop him,
1: <laughs> please. Um, uh, yeah, hit me with some of those again. So obscene was uh, one obscene, of
0: them. Yeah, yeah. smoking. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Whistling. Uh huh. Restless. Oh. Spurned. Yeah. Or fat. Yeah. Or see, even fat.
1: I I like some of those. Like I feel like it's the I don't really know. Like what what hell hath no fury as a uh, is that a thing yeah as a spider scorn. is that yeah. the, did i mix two quotes or is that the right no you got it okay. i mean it
0: normally doesn't say spider but
1: <laughs> well, i thought hell wasn't real um turns out it is <laughs> um uh uh yeah so those like it feels kind of sad to to fault the the spider for the because that's the kind of that kind of feels like victim blaming like if somebody spurned that spider don't you think that's the real scary thing here
0: yeah, I mean, look, our laws aren't that yeah, progressive no, I, exactly. when it comes to creatures like spiders.
1: Yeah, no, now that makes a lot. Yeah, you're right.
0: Um, so yeah, if you see a spider wailing on the street that like her man did her wrong, uh,
1: don't Linwood
0: the... would have you call us uh, <laughs> old, old scary, old strange parks about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: but don't do it. Just they really just needs help.
0: So. Yeah, you know, call call a social worker yes. or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, a social spider worker. Yeah,
0: an SSW. <laughs> yeah
1: um what was i feel like there was one more that i wanted to what was the one before spurned restless restless yeah it's kind of same situation just a little sad like just needs to sleep take him home
0: yeah i mean is a restless spider just any spider that's like walking around a little too much
1: (laughs) i mean you know i have to say if a spider was walking around what i would categorize as a little too much i would certainly want to call strange parks
0: yeah, I mean it depends how he's walking around, it's right? True. Like yeah. If it's on like two little spider legs, like Oh, stop I'm, I'm that right something. now.
1: I've never considered spiders walking on more than or on less than eight legs, and I do not want to. Have
0: you considered more?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but eight legs is the only number of legs that a spider should be walking. Oh my god, can you imagine if a spider got up and walked on two legs? Oh uh,
0: Yeah, would it pick like I'm the I'm calling old left strange furthest- parks
1: right now? <laughs>
0: Like, which two would it pick? This is like if a dog wore pants, would it wear them like this or like this?
1: I'm, see, I'm imagining. Like, would it pick the two
0: bottoms so it has like six arms?
1: That's what I'm imagining, and I'm really, really upset by that personally. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, I want to stop talking about them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine.
1: I hate them. My next one that I'm gonna give you here is sleeping in the Twilight Zone is prohibited.
0: Oh, I like that a lot. I think that just might be like a, a Rod Serling style rule.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I almost just said hey, it's me, Rod Serling, but in the Jack voice.
0: Oh, glad I you didn't.
1: That that's not what it's it's good night everybody, is the Rod Serling thing.
0: I'm Rod Serling. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Um this one's written a little a little colloquially. Um uh, okay. they dropped the first letter here, but it says mm. Drinking Evil Fantasy Beverages is only authorized for
1: I almost gave you one that was so similar to this. I kind of want it. Did you start writing anything for the other one yet?
0: Uh yeah, I did. Okay. Well, We can get to the yeah. that one too. Or just give me the give me the other intro and I'll do that right yeah. now And my other it one. It is
1: Spooky Juice
0: must be approved by the
1: These are two different kinds of beverages that require regulation.
0: Yeah, evil fantasy beverages and
1: spooky juice. juice. Drinking evil fantasy beverages is authorized for, this is a list of three establishments that it's the only um, places that it's uh, authorized for. Okay. The Midnight Kitchen, Mm -hmm. Coffin Cans, and Mm -hmm. Dead of Fright Scoops.
0: Remember going to Dead of Fright
1: Scoops as a child and getting ice cream?
0: Uh, and we normally would go just to like Dairy Queen or something. Oh, but okay. Yeah, we Dead, were fright a Dead of fright just- <laughs> scoops just heat look. Yeah, it's a little bougie. Is all I'm saying.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, Dead of Fright Scoops only opened after midnight, too. So normally, as a kid, I wasn't able to <laughs> be really? awake. Yeah, I that.
1: guess. Yeah, I really kind of went as a teen, probably more often.
0: Uh, the Midnight Kitchen. Yeah. Great great little pop-up place people didn't always know about it which you know it's tough to (laughs) operate a business like that in a small town
1: yeah it's yeah it opens at midnight closes at 6 a.m
0: but they you know they had a captive audience they were the only people serving anything at that hour true Uh, yeah especially evil fantasy beverages
1: yes yeah And what was the last place called coffin cans it was a bottle shop
0: oh okay yeah never never went in there but i'm sure my mom did yeah
1: (laughs) yeah Has your, do you know if your mom's ever gotten any uh, evil fantasy beverages from Coffin Can? She gets a big box of evil fantasy <laughs> beverages.
0: Uh, evil Franzia.
1: <laughs> Dark Franzia.
0: <laughs> Show me the forbidden boxed wine. <laughs> Pinot Noir. <laughs> Is Pinot Noir the most evil of grapes?
1: Uh, Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Sauvignon Noir.
0: <laughs> Speaking of evil fantasy beverages.
1: Yeah. Tell me about spooky juice.
0: Spooky juice must be approved by the board of Halloween Mm -hmm. or a licensed veterinarian in the case of werewolf drinking.
1: (laughs) I really liked all of that. That was a great sentence. Um, Okay. Yeah. Obviously, it has to be approved by the board of Halloween.
0: Spooky juice, by the way. Is that just jungle juice, but like for Halloween?
1: <laughs> yeah, we put little, those little plastic you, bats in it.
0: Yeah, you got like, a uh, you know, you dump like a bottle of vodka, a bunch of like Kool Aid powder, some uh-huh. Sprite, Eye of Newt.
1: If you're a vampire, uh, a little bit of blood.
0: Blood collada.
1: Yeah. Um, Maybe uh, a blood breezer. Yes, yeah. A blood cooler. <laughs> um,. <laughs>
0: That's just when it's like a, a blood bag that's like on ice for transport. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so and what so what was it about if in in case of werewolf drinking? Was that the phrase? Yeah, so
0: it it must be approved by the Board of Halloween or else yeah. I think that's just like a technical term. Like you can yeah. drink it, you just can't call it spooky juice.
1: Right, yeah. It has to come from the spooky region of France. Yeah.
0: Yeah, otherwise it's just sparkling frights. Uh <laughs> But if if it's a if it's a werewolf drinking, then right. it can also be approved by a licensed veter- veterinarian. <laughs>
1: that makes a lot of sense.
0: And you know, my chief actually did work at the one like overnight vet yeah, clinic in our town, so she. You I, I, I have to her ask her yeah. if she ever licensed any spooky juice.
1: Yeah, I would love to need, call her in and ask her that. Um, just uh, with no explanation. Let me see did if she, she's around. Yeah. Ooh, that was an extra creepy door squeak.
0: Hi, Chief. Hi, Hi. Chief. <laughs> um, So we were wondering, we remember in Linwood that spooky juice uh, had to be approved by a licensed veterinarian in the case of werewolf drinking, and we recall that uh, you worked at the only overnight vet clinic in Linwood. So did you guys ever have to approve of any spooky juice?
1: Honestly, we never had to because we closed by midnight, so oh, what?
0: I picked you up after midnight. There, well, like we would. <laughs> she was just hanging the
1: out by, by midnight, so we never technically had to approve of any spooky juice. Well, so then, uh, like, where would they go? Do like where? Like where would they have to go?
0: They have to go all the way up to like Red Bank.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh man.
0: It's that's really so exclusionary. It really is. That's Can a you imagine hassle. how many werewolves just had to drink spooky juice like at home, unlicensed?
1: It's kind of a problem in the veterinary world, but I think that they're working towards fixing it now.
0: Okay, Have you good. talked
1: about it at all in your um in your classes yet? Vet school. Uh, I think we do that like later on, like third and fourth year.
0: Werewolf mm, ethics. Yeah. Mm.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Well, thank you, Chief. Yeah, no <laughs> Thanks problem. for the input. That was, wow, what a treat.
0: Yeah, glad we could get to the bottom yeah. of that. Uh, like every other law regarding magical creatures in our town, uh, yeah. really,
1: really exclusionary and bad. Yep, not
0: great. Yeah. All right, uh, this one's more uh, health and safety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Burnt fingers and the like shall be issued.
1: Okay, uh, <laughs> burnt fingers and the like shall be issued to any banshees or snakes under the age of fourteen.
0: Oh, is that like an indoctrination thing?
1: Um, I was thinking it was more like um, you know, it's it. <laughs> I was thinking of it more as a like free and reduced lunch kind of program. Like if they can't, uh, okay. um, you know, if they can't find their own burnt fingers, then they, you know, they can get them at school. Um, <laughs> only under the age of fourteen. That's more progressive though. than
0: I thought. Yeah. I thought we were burning their fingers.
1: No, 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 no. It's it's disembodied burnt fingers. Uh, that are you know. Ripe for the taking, you know.
0: Nice. <laughs> um, is that like a preferred lunch for those sorts? Those, yes. Uh, um, those groups.
1: Yeah. So so okay. Yeah. Actually, that's interesting because for banshees, yes, that's that's like a, you know a snack, and it's not the most nutritious. Um, you know, that's a whole other uh, whole other situation. But um, for snakes, uh, they do eat them sometimes, but also they just like to you know sometimes it's just like to have them because they otherwise don't have fingers at oh, yeah, all. Yeah, they
0: ain't got no fingers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a young snake might attach two to its body and then eat <laughs> any other fingers,
1: Yes, correct? Yeah. <laughs> a snake with just two fingers coming off it
0: walking using them.
1: <laughs> Very weird. Um but yeah, there and like it is like
0: a a banshee Jamie Oliver like crusading to get uh like fresh and organic fingers in school oh, lunches.
1: Yeah, definitely haven't you ever heard of um
0: Jamie Boulevard
1: of uh, of s- s- sneak skeletons. Just first two oh, words yeah. I could random together. Old That's not sneak good- sneak <laughs> skeletons. Yeah, he, his name really you know gets a bad reputation until you meet him and and understand all of the work he's doing for all all of his civic duties are just really um he really goes above and beyond for the kids. Yeah, I
0: mean he he has the name because he used to be like a. Like a hip hop star in the banshee and skeleton Mm. communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people recognize the name.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You love to have an assembly. Um. Remember how many times as a kid they would like surprise us with sneak uh, around Halloween time for as yeah. I hated when they got
0: cornflake instead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Sleeping in the twilight zone is prohibited between the hours of 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Fridays. All other times shall be subject to the to the discretion of the band of mailman lumplings.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, what happens? What is it between eight and ten on Fridays?
0: Cle- uh, street cleaning. That's when garbage is normally collected. Yeah. So, if like <laughs> if there's a problem with uh, like you have a can out in the road uh-huh. or if you're you know, you have your lawn waist out, but it's not an even numbered week. That sort yeah. of thing. They want you to just be like awake, oh, so you can ready. Help.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can help. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the mailman lump lumpling league.
0: <laughs> the band of mailman band lumplings. Of mailman they used lumplings. to be called the. They were called the mailman lumpling league when we were living there, that's, but that's they've right, since changed to right. the band.
1: The band, yeah. Um, uh, because
0: they do also play music on weekends. Oh, Jamboree's. Okay.
1: At from eight to ten p.m. on Fridays. Um, on, on
0: Saturdays.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Not to be confused in any way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So. Uh. Um. Yeah. So what? Um. <laughs> so wait. What do
0: they? What do they get to to
1: determine about sleeping in the twilight zone?
0: Um well they if you submit an application to sleep in the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. they can decide whether there's any other like public works that you okay. need to be awake for at the time.
1: Oh, so okay. they're
0: on the one hand, they are mailmen, right? So they like yeah. they know if like, you know, there's mail deliveries that day or phew, there's probably other things they know, but sure. we 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 can't know those things. Mow We're your lawn, yeah. Yeah, exactly. as all male men know. Uh lawn mowing time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so when um like how old were you when you took your first nap in the Twilight Zone, like by yourself?
0: Um probably not until I was like eight, nine, ten maybe.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the same for me. I I might have even been a little older, but um yeah, it was uh it's a weird place. Um yeah. There was a, there's a weird little portals to the twilight zone, just like all around our town. What was the nearest one to you?
0: Um, at, so they're near the, uh, there's like a big open field where there used to be like a landing strip for like, uh, planes. Uh, I think it was probably like an air force training ground. Um, there, if you took a nap near that one you would end up waking up with and there was a man on the wing
1: Mm, ah yes yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, that one yeah i think yeah (laughs) the the um
0: you were near the library right right yeah i was closer to the library and wake up immediately just when right well that's what's
1: interesting because i feel like i feel like the, the library was like equidistant between our homes but the that i guess the other one was just yeah i mean the other one was probably more fun so it was yeah um,
0: very good. You want to do one more?
1: Yeah. All zombies included in tax records will claim
0: I have Boris the Pumpkin King shall make the final decision on All right. Tell me about Boris the Pumpkin King.
1: Yeah, uh Boris the Pumpkin King shall make the final decision on any supernatural violation of the standards of night needs.
0: Okay. Um so let's take this one step at a time. Yep. What are the standards of night needs
1: the standards of night needs are um a set of uh of um rules and and uh regulations on what night should be um you know kind the of bill of nights
0: the bill of nights
1: <laughs> um yeah it's just kind of like what the vibe should be at night is really what it boils down to um and how one should behave at night um and uh there's a lot of ways to violate those cuz there's a lot of rules and uh if it's just a kind of normal violation say it's like you know you're supposed to you know keep your outside light on <laughs> or something like that um that that can be dealt with by other means it's kind of just a regular uh uh city official kind of thing if it's yeah. a supernatural violation then that is gonna be down to Boris the Pumpkin King. He will make the final decision on uh, you know, whether it was a violation and how it should be dealt
0: with. So what would a supernatural violation yeah, be? A like leaving your yeah. like leaving your ethereal light on?
1: Uh th- I mean that would you know that would be like um I mean, yeah, something like that. Like if you leave your um, you know, if you leave some kind of like magic spell going around your house, um Uh, Too late, and uh, yeah, that's not that's not gonna fly. um, If you uh, when
0: you think you cast a protection ward, but you actually cast like you know thunderbolt.
1: Yeah, um, too loud for night time because it's got to be yeah just just uh, just quiet enough, um, just uh, eerie enough that um, that you know
0: banshees can shriek quietly to each other but not you know so loud that the neighbors are hearing it right
1: well yeah and like there can be kind of like one banshee shriek a night that does uh you know that is does uh, raise in the decibels a little bit but can't be more than one and the banshees really have to communicate about that so i mean that's that's kind of that's it's a it's kind of a sticky one because it seems like it's almost out to get banshees but
0: um What if you hear like your neighbor's dog barking, but you suspect your neighbor is a werewolf? Do you call Boris or do you call just like the police? <sighs>
1: So that, I mean, that's complicated because, you know, we all get in those situations where, you know, you think you 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 suspect something of someone, but if you call them out on it and it's not true, then it's just awkward and it makes you look kind of like weird and racist and all that. And like, in that kind of situation. You call a
0: veterinarian and <laughs> ask for the records of your neighbor's house?
1: Well, that's, you can't, they, they can't give that away. It's a, a HIPAA HIPAA violation. <laughs> um violation uh, You know, I think... I would just, I would advise to, um, you know, yeah, figure out some, some more information. Talk, talk to your neighbor first, you know. Talk to your neighbor in a conscientious way first before you go like calling the pumpkin king on him.
0: Yeah, I think that's just good neighborly advice. Yeah. You want to hear about zombie taxes?
1: I do. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to remember the lyrics of the Monster Mash, and I could not.
0: <laughs> I was walking through the graveyard. <laughs>
1: Something about a band. Who's the band in the in the Monster Mash? It's like all i can all my head is empty except for dracula and his son
0: i have no idea
1: <laughs> go on tell me about zombies
0: uh all zombies included in tax records will claim the monster redu- m- the monster deduction where required mm. and shall specify the creature's creeping provision if necessary
1: <laughs> really good um yes so that's yeah that, that's the one the good thing about being a being a monster in our town tax break and oh, let yeah, me the tell local ya.
0: taxes uh yeah. you get tons of dedu- the monster deduction the creeping creature provision you're still eligible for like uh if you have kids like a child deduction yeah um, you can still write off even if you take the monster deduction it's not like a standard deduction you can still like itemize you know i had 10 houses where i had to break in because of uh you know needing to eat brains so that right. was a lot of A lot of energy expended, a lot of fuel driving around, yeah, Uh, yeah, Yeah. things like that. Zombie taxes,
1: zombie taxes. Um, Yeah, what was the the creeping what the provision? The creeping
0: creature provision. The creeping creature Um,
1: provision. Yeah,
0: you do need to specify it. Um, It's so different. Zombies, of course, like anyone, have different jobs, so there's different tax rates. Um, If you're a creeping creature. So a creature whose primary source of income is creeping, yeah, uh then that's taxed at a different rate than if you're more of like a shambling zombie, a sure. running zombie, a philosophical zombie.
1: Yes, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, yeah. I never really knew much about uh the, you know, uh just taxes in general, so it's always interesting to hear about those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, my, my family, instead of having like a turbo tax, always used to go to a CPA. Mm. But we figured out that uh, you can actually normally get your taxes filed stand a lot cheaper for, if you go creepin
1: uh, a, creeping, uh <laughs> creeping public accountant. Is that what the P Yeah,
0: creeping for? public accountant. But if you go to a ZPA, a zombie mm. public accountant, a non creeping one, yeah, uh, you can normally get a better deal. And they, you know, you get the same. You get the same uh tax breaks and stuff,
1: yeah nice wow
0: yeah this this tax season uh, go zombie,
1: go zombie this tax season, <laughs> wow, very good, um yeah, well that's uh that should give you a little peek into into um The, you know, another little peek into what it was like growing up in the town that we grew up in um, around Halloween time and all other times because Halloween is always that was the town motto. Um, How
0: did we make those laws, by the way? What we tools? made those
1: laws <laughs> with a Botnik keyboard, um, and that is a tool called Voicebox, uh, made by Botnik Studios. Um, you can—it's a—it works kind of like the predictive text on your phone, but you upload a—you um, can use one of their uh, preset uh, keyboards trained on stuff like song lyrics or, or you know, text from. A TV show script is what they call it. Um, or you can upload your own text. All of
0: the text in that appears on screen in an episode of Seinfeld.
1: Um, uh, uh-
0: the menu at the diner. <laughs>
1: um all oh, that would be such a weird like thing to collect um <laughs> yeah or you can you can upload your own data set like we did and um something that we did here was we combined two keyboards which is another thing that you can do with botnik keyboards if you have two um two keyboards trained on two different data sets you can um take the uh you know letter and number code that is in the URL and add it after um, another one by a, a separate by a comma, and that will create a keyboard that combines those two sources. And that's what we did with our Linwood Laws and Spooky Lyrics this week. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at robots at You can also tweet at us at robots typewriter (laughs) forgot the second word and we have a theme song and it's called video challenge by Anamanaguchi. and i have a couple that we didn't get to if you want me to pitch you one more hit me
0: uh, hit me with one more
1: yeah. Um, how about you know this? This will uh, satiate my my need that I couldn't fulfill. Um, singing the monster mash is hereby designated as
0: singing the monster mash is hereby designated as a separate offense from being a public bother or psycho, <laughs> under the terms of Night Code Section One Seventy Five. Bingo, <laughs> screaming, and vocal activity. <laughs>
1: Screaming and vocal activity (laughs) Okay, wow, there's a lot going on there Um, uh, I I do think that this law is a little bit critical
0: of the Monster Mash Uh, I mean, it used to be considered just being a public bother Or a psycho to sing it at all Is it
1: worse now? Or is it better? No,
0: well, that was a felony um, (laughs) Punishable by death (laughs) Oh right, 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 right. Uh, okay. Now it's it's a misdemeanor after Night Code Section one seventy five defines okay. okay things like bingo, screaming, the monster mash, other vocal activity. All those are now just uh, minor offenses. Normally okay. a warning, you know, maybe a small fine.
1: It's crazy. I never realized what um, troublemakers those uh, the people who would do bingo at Our Lady of Sorrows were.
0: Well, um, they were a licensed bingo hall. Oh, this is underground bingo. It was all the public bingo, bingo that was going on that they cracked down oh, on.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, I that actually makes a ton of sense now.
0: Yeah, they had the one bingo license in town.
1: Oh, man.
0: If <laughs> you ever were playing bingo down at the park, that was an unlicensed bingo caller.
1: Oh, shit. Wow.
0: Yeah, I guess they probably don't like when you talk about eating them, huh?
1: Oh, we're rolling bones next door.
0: Ah, man, rolling bones. What
1: are they doing? They're just always like moving weights around right next to the wall. It's so loud. I can see it all. It's one of the forms. few times I
0: actually could hear the neighbors. Yeah, it's so loud.
1: The Crypt Keeper Five. Ah, oh, that's what they're fun. That's what. Mm.
0: It is. Would have never <laughs> known that.
1: The later lyrics in the Monster Mash are. Honestly, very entertaining.